It's HSK Today, a weekly in-depth look at the Henderson Silver Knights and the AHL with your host, Brian McCormick. And here we go. Live from the, well, from Lifeguard Arena. That's where I'm hanging out today. That's our makeshift studio. This is HSK Today. Brian McCormick here. You there. Jared Justice on the other side of the glass as we get set for one hour of HSK Hockey Talk, the first of many this season getting you all caught up on all things Silver Knights. This is, uh, well, we're day four of training camp and actually a, a day off the ice for the players after last night's preseason win over the Tucson Roadrunners. So as everyone rests and recuperates, we take the opportunity to to get our, our wheels off the ground and start to, to lay the foundation of what this season will be like on HSK today. We will talk about last night's performance. We'll hear some sound from Jamie Heward, the assistant coach who Ran the bench with assistant coach Joel Ward last night as Manny Viveros uh, stepped back and let his assistants take the reins. We'll talk a bit about Pavel Dorofiev, who was probably the most uh, noteworthy performer last night uh, for the Silver Knights. But but overall, what was gained and uh, what the uh, really I mean, what the expectations are for the preseason because there's two more preseason games on Sunday and Monday. The first opportunities for fans to see the HSK in person at the Orleans Arena. Uh, so you know what what is to be gained from these uh, these these games over the next few days in which uh, everything's made up and the points don't matter, but the performance is due. Uh, you know you you want to see uh, your your best players show some some flashes of what they're capable of, but it's not necessarily that they they dominate games. You know it's more about the uh, the cohesion, but but for certain instances, you know which players showed glimmers last year. Uh, that this season look like they're ready to more, more grab the bull by the horns rather than feel their way around. Uh, and I think that's kind of what we saw from Pavel Dorofiev uh, last night in Tucson, what was a 5-1 Silver Knights win. We're going to have Caden Korzak on the program in our next segment as he gets ready for his, uh, well, his, his second season of pro hockey, although he'll still count as a rookie. He spent most of last year with the Kelowna Rockets, so uh, kind of a, a rookie plus for Caden Korzak, and we'll get an idea of how he's uh, prepared for a full season of pro hockey and how his experiences in uh, the HS with the HSK last year and even in VGK training camp this month uh, helped him get ready and uh, heading into an important season. We'll also talk to Cole Miltenberger. He's the director of ticketing for the Henderson Silver Knights to give us a little bit of insight on uh, what uh, fans can expect at the Orleans Arena this season, some of the best bargains and, and ways for you to bring the whole family out to a hockey game, and also uh, what to be excited about. I know it's a long way away, but get used to it. We're going to be talking about a lot this season, the brand-new Dollar Loan Center, which the Silver Knights will be ready to move into on April the second. So lots to cover. Again, right now, we're just kind of laying the groundwork, and we'll have more, probably a little bit more uh, va-va-voom for our program next Thursday because it will be the day before opening day on October the 15th against the Colorado Eagles, and uh, and then we're, we're off and running. So, you know, to, to get us started again for the for the Silver Knights last night, preseason game number one against the Tucson Roadrunners in Tucson. Uh, they traveled up the day before. They, you know, get, went through their usual game day routine and uh, really put a thumping on the Tucson Roadrunners, out shooting them essentially 2-1. to one. And the 5-1 win, it was 4 nothing in the first period, and it was never really all that much closer than that, uh, either on the scoreboard or uh, in, in the flow of the game. And it was, for no, for, for sure, a Silver Knights lineup that was a little bit more AHL-laden than that of the Tucson Roadrunners. There were 12 players on the roster last night who 
participated in at least one game with the Silver Knights last season. That includes Dylan Ferguson, who literally played one game last season. But nonetheless, it was a much more AHL-heavy roster for the Silver Knights than the Roadrunners, who were definitely giving more of an opportunity to their uh, ECHL affiliate Rapid City Rush players that are trying to make a case. Uh, a couple a couple of regulars like Cam Deneen, Hudson Fashing, who were in the lineup, uh, but, but for the most part, it was definitely uh, the... Uh, politely, politely, you know, the, the, the B squad. It's not, it's not who we're probably going to see uh, when the Roadrunners and, and Silver Knights meet for the first time during the regular season. But nonetheless, it was, you know, a group out there fighting for jobs, uh, and the Silver Knights handled it uh, particularly well. So let's take a moment. This was audio that was captured at, after the game uh, last night when assistant coach Jamie Heward discussed his team's performance and also that of Pavel Dorofiev. Well, I gave, you know, gave everybody an opportunity to, to show what they can do um, in a game situation, you know, other than at the, you know, the rookie tournament. So for the most part, I mean, you know, we played uh, with only 10 forwards and, uh, and 60. So lots of ice time for guys to, to go out and, and prove what they can do and, and, you know, really kind of get into game shape now moving forward um, as we, you know, play two more exhibition games coming up and then we're pretty much into the regular season uh, fairly quickly here. So, uh, getting up to speed for a lot of these guys is important right now. We saw last year that Pavel Dorofiev has a, an explosive element to his game. I wonder if through VGK camp and now the early going of HSK camp, d- does he look like a player that maybe has gathered any more confidence now going into year two? Yeah, I mean, I, I think coming over here um, and having the opportunity to, to play with us last year um, in a you know in a weird season with COVID really helped his confidence and helped him uh, adapt to the North American game so um, he's you know he's one of the guys that uh, that we wanted you know we got a short uh, small sample size of him last year and now I think he's uh, he's come in in really good shape and, and came came over with uh, a new you know new confidence that I think is uh, is going to help him. And we'll break down both ends of that again that was Jamie Heward of uh, the Henderson Silver Knights coaching staff assistant coach uh running the bench last night with uh, Joel Ward. Also, Tim Speltz was in attendance for the uh, preseason game last night, the new general manager of the Silver Knights. We had him on the program last night, and uh, I'm sure we'll be able to repurpose that audio on the uh, HSK social platforms uh, at some point during the week. But we've heard from Tim Speltz a couple of times what his impact is going to be with this organization, both from an administrative standpoint and, of course, obviously a, a man who's had 30 years in pro hockey and spent a lot of time in those 30 years working with and, and frankly, uh, against in the Western Hockey League, Manny Viveros and Kelly McCrimmon. Uh, so you know, we'll have more opportunity to uh, speak with Tim Speltz as, uh, throughout the season, really. Um, but but for Jamie Heward and, and Joel Ward, they, they said before the game, you know, we're going with 10 forwards in a preseason game. If anybody ever has complaints about not getting enough ice time, it's not going to be tonight. Uh, they were able to roll the lines, and they were able to get everyone good opportunities. And, and frankly, you know, sometimes we, we look at the flow of a game, especially in the preseason when coaches are trying to, uh, to, to evaluate. And we've heard Pete DeBoer talk about that plenty uh, during the VGK camp. Uh, you're, you're, trying, you're not so much worried about the, the scoreboard. You're worried about systems, how players are adapting to them, how they're showing chemistry with each other, and, and frankly, how they're, you know, doing what they can to, to make a statement. You don't want players just to blend in the uh, preseason when they're trying to make a team. Where, where's the pop? Uh, so for last night, you know, sometimes in, in that kind of a setting, if it's a game full of penalties, uh, you really don't get a chance to evaluate the players the way you'd want to. You want to see them at five on five. You want to be able to use them in every situation, but not 
be tied down by you know penalty filled games or anything like that. So for for the Silver Knights last night, they again jumped out to a four nothing lead in the first period. They outshot Tucson nine to one in the second. Uh, if the coaching staff wanted to get a really good evaluation of anybody in their D zone coverage. You know, maybe it wasn't the best night for that, but it was absolutely a good night to see what everyone's capable of in the offensive zone with the puck on their stick creatively and, and you know, their, their hockey IQ and their vision on the ice. It was a very good night for that. Uh, and when you look at players who are trying to, uh, to make an impact, you know, one of the ones that, that I think is, has had a very good fall, and, and you heard uh, Jamie Heward last night discuss it a bit, um, Lyndon McCallum, who's here in a tryout capacity and had 21 goals in 22 games for the Brandon Wheat Kings last year in his final season of junior. Uh, really, really strong in the rookie tournament where he scored two goals in three games, and he had a goal last night uh, as well. So, you know, Lyndon McCallum, it's, it's not like it's an easy roster to make. it. This is an HSK team that in the regular season won the Pacific Division last year and, you know, has brought back a lot of the staple guys. But at the same time, you know, that's he's here with an opportunity to make a statement, and he's done just that. So a good night for Lyndon McCallum, a good night for Blake uh, Siebenaller, who had two assists and a plus three rating last night. Uh, a lot of a lot of good opportunity for the HSK players with a with a kind of a clean canvas. Okay, you're going to go up against a team that's a little bit understaffed. Uh, we've got ten guys, so you're all going to get out there plenty uh, and see what you can do at five on five. And at five on five, the Silver Knights dominated, had the puck in the offensive zone, created a lot off the rush. Uh, definitely a good opportunity to see what these guys can do with the puck on their stick. And we'll see what the uh, the rest of the preseason provides uh, as the Tucson roster, I'm sure, will get a little bit closer to regular season ready. Uh, different looks, different flows of the game, and more opportunity probably in the, the Henderson zone to play a more conventional 200-foot uh, game. We'll see what that brings and what that provides. And uh, the HSK roster will get a little bit stronger as well as several players were sent down to Henderson yesterday. Let's give a listen to Pavel Dorofiev's goal from last night, before or his two goals, before we chat a little bit more about his uh, performance. Dorofiev just off the bench, and Pavel Dorofiev will wheel out to center before leading Cotter over the blue line. On the right wing, Cotter on his backhand says, in front, score! Paul Cotter, a backhand feed in front. Pavel Dorofiev had a wide open net. It's a 1-0 Silver Knights lead. Five and a half to play first period. Silver Knights have a 1-0 lead over the Roadrunners. Face-off won by the Roadrunners. Now a right point drive from Helgeson was blocked. And now in transition, here's Dorofiev. He scores. After the block shot, the puck bounced out to the neutral zone. Pavel Dorofiev was off to the races. He has his second of the night. And it's a 2-0 Silver Knights lead. And again, a big night for uh, Pavel Dorofiev, who always shows us that explosiveness. That's something that we know he has. And uh, earlier in the week, May Vivros talking about Pavel Dorofiev said, you know what, everyone knows the playmaking, everyone knows what he can do on the highlight reels, but what he really likes about Pavel Dorofiev is the, is the hockey IQ and the instincts, the instincts to go to scoring areas. And I think that was really well shown last night on the first goal. Now, again, that was only uh, on radio, so unless you made the trip to Tucson, there was, there was no AHL TV stream, there was really no video available, so you're going to have to take my word for it. Uh, that'll be the case for much of the preseason. We hope to have a little bit more video capabilities at the Orleans in our own building with the uh, the use of the, the HSK video team. But it won't be until the opener on the 15th that AHL TV will kick back into high gear. Suggest that everyone hop on board. Uh, but for, for the uh, Silver Knights, the first goal just two and a half minutes in is Pavel Dorofiev with a lead pass for Paul Cotter. And then he goes to the net, but he doesn't just dive straight to the back post. He's, he waits. He reads. He finds that little soft area. Uh, and when Paul Carter makes a, a very nifty backhand pass to the front, uh, Dorofiev has the body positioning and, and the strength 
to put himself in a scoring position where he really has a wide open net. So it'll be interesting to see, exciting to see. Uh, and he's not the only one, but for Pavel Dorofiev, who had a really, really good uh, rookie tournament and a good rookie camp, uh, now in his second season in North America and his first full season from the get-go with the Henderson Silver Knights, uh, what he can do with an expanded opportunity. Last night was a pretty darn good start. Uh, speaking of the, the roster strengthening as the preseason moves along, several uh, top or, or key performers returned to the Silver Knights yesterday during the day. They were not in the lineup because, of course, they were with VGK in the morning. But Jake LeCision, Jonas Ronbjerg, Daniel Miramanov, and Logan Thompson all returned to HSK camp. Later in the program, we'll talk a little bit more about their performances at the NHL level this October because they've had a pretty good run uh, in NHL preseason. So we'll talk about those four in particular. Uh, but uh, this is the way training camp goes. As we get closer and closer to the 15th, we get a better, better idea of what this team is going to look like on opening day. Last night, the pieces that are here got off to a pretty good start. We'll step aside, and when we come back, we'll talk to another one of those key pieces, Caden Korzak, who had a power play goal last night. What does he have expected for this season? How did he benefit from last year? Uh, and how is this team coming together for a young player that already is going to have a pretty big job on the HSK Blue Line? That's straight ahead on HSK Today. Brian McCormick here with you on 1230 The Game, the Silver Knights Radio Network. Oh. On this young man has had a very trying rookie season. What with the litigation, the notoriety, his subsequent deportation to Canada, and that country's refusal to accept him. Brian McCormick. It's Korzak, McCallum, Jones, D'Amato, and Pouliot with 36 seconds of power play time left. Pouliot controls off the draw, drags to the middle. Now gets top of the right circle. Daniel D'Amato back for Pouliot. Now a one-timer from the left circle. Korzak scores. Caden Korzak, a one-time bomb through a maze of bodies from the top of the left circle. And finds its way through Tendek, a power play goal. It's 4-0 Silver Knights. And that was Caden Korzak last night, a power play goal, the fourth of the first period for the Silver Knights in what was a uh, rather one-sided preseason opener for Henderson in the 5-1 victory. And Caden Korzak joins us now. Caden, thanks for taking the time. Welcome to the show, and uh, welcome back to hockey season. Awesome, no problem. Thanks for having me, Brian. So right off the top, I, I guess uh, the easiest thing to ask is it's got to be fun for you guys uh, to, to get back into to game action last night and to, to get a win on uh, the pre, in the preseason opener over Tucson. How did things feel last night uh, in an evening when you guys seemed to gel pretty much from the drop of the puck? Yeah, it's definitely nice to, uh, to play again with all the guys. And um, for me, I'm, I'm kind of used to playing games now with the rookie tournaments and um, a couple of preseason games with, with Vegas. And um, it's definitely good to... Uh, uh, play again with, with all the guys that I'm uh, familiar with. And that was exactly what my next question was going to be, Caden, because we talked so much about the, the short timeline of AHL training camp, and it is one, but for yourself and, and frankly for a lot of the guys on the ice, you guys have been at for a few weeks now, and for you going all the way back to, to the rookie tournament. So, you know, do you kind of feel like you're in, uh, I don't want to say mid-season form right now because that wouldn't really be fair, but you probably feel like most of the cobwebs are gone. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I've been I've been feeling pretty good. Obviously, like you said, I've been um, in uh, training camp mode kind of for almost a month, and um, I'm kind of comfortable uh, with where I'm at right now. Now, last year was a weird year for everybody, but for you especially, you've played in in Henderson, then you went to Kelowna. We throw the World Juniors into the mix. There was a lot of uh, a lot of bouncing around for you last year, and you had a very good year in, in spite of that. Um, is it refreshing to have a, a normal? fall a normal training camp and a normal approach to the start of the season 
Yeah, absolutely it is. Um, it's definitely nice knowing where I'm going to be um, for a full year. Um, you know, no um, other side events like the World Juniors or um, going back to uh, going back to juniors. So, um, yeah, it's definitely nice knowing where, um, where I'm going to be this year. We're with Caden Korzak. Caden, uh, you had a power play goal last night. Uh, obviously, last year was uh, brief stints in Henderson on either side of your season in, in Kelowna. But, you know, you've been a guy who's been a power play guy in the past. As a young player, I'm sure you're pretty much open for, for anything. But, you know, what's your expectation for, you know, the kind of scenarios you're going to be used in this season? Yeah, I think uh, I think obviously I'll play wherever the coaches want me to. Um I think I'll be uh, be counted on um, a lot this year with older guys um, not coming back this year. So I think just being here last year and um, gaining that confidence and um, seeing how fast uh, players are and stuff. And um, I think uh, just coming into this year, I feel like uh, like a veteran. And um, I think with the experience I got um, with the preseason, um, I think it definitely helped me a lot. Are you kind of surprised that you feel that way? Like you just said, you almost feel like a, a veteran. You don't feel like the new kid on the block. Like maybe you, you maybe you did last year, and certainly be understandable if you did. Um, are you surprised that you feel that comfortable that that quickly? Uh, honestly, yeah, kind of a little bit. Um, I've always kind of um, taken a year or um, a little bit, and like in junior to kind of get my feet wet, and uh, obviously came back the next year and um, was a lot more confident and. And uh, relied upon a lot more. So I think uh, last year was was that for me, kind of just feeling it out and seeing how I can contribute and um, bring my game to this level. And um, I think this year will be um, kind of like that year for me, just being relied on and um, yeah, just playing lots of minutes. Caden, you scored your first professional goal at the end of last season during the the Pacific Division playoff, actually game three against uh, Bakersfield. To, to get to score your first professional goal. Uh, in that kind of a setting, doing it, it was a T-Mobile arena. I mean, that that had to have been a little cooler than your first professional goal would have been had you scored it in the middle of March. I mean, I'm sure you'd be happy anyway, but that had to be a little bit uh, more special. Yeah, for sure. That was uh, that was a pretty cool feeling. I kind of uh, kind of blacked out when that happened because uh, yeah, T-Mobile was uh, going pretty crazy there, and um, that, was a, that was a big goal for us for sure. With Caden Korzak, Caden, how did you spend most of the? Off season was it a different off season now that you're in the pro game? Did you focus on some things more? Or did you try to keep some of the habits that you had from from junior? Uh, it was a little bit of both. Um, I think uh, being up here for the taxi squad with with the Knights and um, just learning a, a couple of things that I could uh, bring into my game, and then uh, just going home and working on those things and um, bringing that into, into my game this year. Is it hard to balance? I mean, it's what you do for a living, so I imagine it's not that you don't have to drag yourself to the gym or the rink. Uh, but I'd probably have to drag myself away from the uh, the lake or the fishing pole. Is it easy to find balance at uh, again at a young age when you're still enjoying your summers a bit? Yeah, I think uh, I think whenever I go home, I have uh, lots of family and friends that are that are back there still. So whenever I'm back there, um, I like to go to the lake and, like you said, golf, uh, yeah, fish, all that stuff. Um, I think that's good to kind of clear your mind a, a bit from the game. And um, once you're back with the with the with the team here and um, you're kind of uh, in fresh mind mode, and um, you're kind of ready to go. We're joined by Caden Korzak. You mentioned family and friends. Uh, speaking of family, your brother was drafted this past summer, which I'm sure is a cool experience for the entire family, for your parents going through it a, a second time because you got drafted. Uh, were you able to give any counsel to your to your brother, whose draft day, of course, was, was very different than your own? Yeah, his was 
different, like you said. Um, I just had to give him um, as much advice as I could because it only happens once, and once you're drafted, it's kind of over. So just had to enjoy it. And, um, yeah, he uh, he was very, very thrilled to go to a great organization in, in the Rangers. And, um, yeah, it was great to celebrate that with our uh, family and friends. What was that? Is is everyone gathered around the phone, or was it a, a bit of a more mellow afternoon? Uh, we actually rented out uh, like a restaurant or a pub in in our hometown of York, Saskatchewan, and um, we just had about probably sixty people come and just watch on on a big screen and uh, just waited for his name to be called. So it was uh, it was pretty cool. And it's funny because the, just the, the path that you guys had last year, and again in terms of going back and forth to, to junior, we often talk about you and, and Peyton Krebs together. Um, but his brother was also drafted in that one. Did you guys discuss that all as it, as it approached, or was it two completely uh, independent experiences? No, yeah, we 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 did not uh, talk about that at all. It's kind of a uh, kind of on our own page, and yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool for for both of us for sure. We're with Caden Korzak talking with Jamie Heward last night. We discussed the game a little bit and discussed your your role, and, and you know he he notes that he's coached you a lot longer than here in Henderson. He knows you from back in your younger days, you know, back in Saskatchewan. So has that been a helpful, uh, I mean, he's your coach. He, you should be learning from him. But beyond that, uh, the fact that you have a relationship that goes back further and, you know, he probably he probably knows you a little bit better than maybe he even knows some of the other guys on the blue line. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think not not many people know that, uh, that he was my coach when I was, uh, I think, nine or ten years old for a couple of uh, – uh, spring hockey tournament, so I think uh, knowing that um, when they hired him um, and coming in last year as a as an underage um, was definitely a, a nice feeling, just knowing someone on the staff, and then obviously Manny um, coached against me in, in the Western Hockey League, so yeah. it was definitely nice having having both those guys kind of um, familiar with my game. Was Jamie Heward harder on you when you were 9 or 10 years old, or is he harder on you now? Because I assume you're smarter now. You probably follow directions better now than you did when you were a kid. <laughs> uh Probably now, I would say, for sure. <laughs> with Caden uh, Korzak, you mentioned, of course, you got some, some game action uh, with the VGK during preseason, and they had uh, you know, Pete DeBoer had some pretty nice things to say about you. How did that experience help you, beyond just it being a cool experience? I mean, I imagine there's also things that there are short-term lessons you can learn really quickly from playing at that NHL pace. Yeah, that was uh, that was a pretty awesome experience, um, just playing with those guys and, and against uh, – pretty good players um just seeing where my game fits in and um obviously just seeing how i can um contribute like i said in, in the ahl how i found out last year and um, i think uh, that's the next step for me manny viveros has said and, and i think he, if and correct me if i'm wrong but it, I, I remember him saying something similar to this i think when you went back to Kelowna, you know he said to you and he said to, to peyton krebs he said hey when you go back to the western hockey league don't don't stop playing at that ahl pace that ahl speed try to maintain that and this past week, he said something very similar. Guys who had a chance to play in NHL preseason games, you go back down to Henderson, try to maintain that, that NHL pace, that NHL speed. I would imagine that that's probably harder to do than it sounds, but maybe it's not? Yeah, it is for sure. I think, uh, obviously, you you want to stay at that uh, at that speed, but um, when you come down from um, a higher level, it's um, different players, I guess, and um, it definitely is a bit harder, but obviously you want to try and do that. Uh, to the best of your ability. Any particular goals you set for yourself for this season? Of course, everybody wants to win hockey games, but you, you know, now that you've gotten you know some some AHL hockey under your belt, do you come in this with, into this season with a bit of a a clear vision of, of what you'd like to have accomplished by the end of the year? 
Yeah, I'm just I'm just coming in with an with an open mind. Um, I think uh, my first full year pro will be uh, pretty cool. I think and having a normal schedule, not like last year, we were um, just playing within our division. So I think uh, just getting out and um, playing different teams and um, traveling will be pretty cool. And uh, I think just going in with an open mind and um, see what uh, see what happens. There are a handful of new faces on the team this year. Some of them uh, older, like Derek Pouliot. Some of them younger, trying to crack the lineup. Uh, are all of you returning guys being nice to the new faces, or are you giving them a hard time? No, we're we're all good. We're uh, we're a pretty close uh, team, and I think that was the biggest thing last year for for a young guy like me coming in. Um, all all the guys were great, and um, I think that's the biggest reason why we had so much success last year. Last season at the Orleans, you guys had a little bit more uh, fan experience in terms of, uh, of attendance than some of the other teams in the league, but at least this year, uh, the, you know, there are no capacity restrictions. So it will be preseason this weekend, so who knows? You know, I'm sure it will be a different expectation than opening day, but are you kind of excited to, to get that uh, that true Vegas home atmosphere at the Orleans this season? Yeah, I am. Uh, I don't really know what to expect. I know um, it will be bumping, but just I'm uh, kind of uh, really excited to see what, uh, what that brings. Caden, enjoyed having you on the program. Really appreciate you taking the time, and uh, enjoy the rest of camp. We look forward to opening day. Awesome. Nice having you, Brian. That's defenseman Caden Korzak, kind enough to join us on this uh, an off day for the skating group. He'll uh, get back to work tomorrow as the team gets set for their next preseason game Sunday night at the Orleans Arena. Well, Silver Knights fans, the Henderson Silver Knights are excited to welcome you back for Season 2. Single-game luxury suite packages for more four or more guests. And group ticketing options are now available for all home games at the Orleans Arena. Lucky the town crier and the rest of the HSK team can't wait to see you. Visit HendersonSilverKnights.com for more information. That's HendersonSilverKnights.com. Lucky and Harold the town crier. They've also had a long off season. I hope they're going through a preseason exhibition regiment of their own to get into tip-top shape for opening day on October 15th. Well, I imagine you guys want to go to the game on October 15th as well. Heck, you might even want to... So you got to get into the preseason contests on Sunday and Monday. Next, we're going to have someone who can give us all the information on how to best get you into your seats. Cole Miltenberger, the director of ticketing for the Henderson Silver Knights, he is on the other side of the break. When we come back on HSK Today on 1230 of the game, the Henderson Silver Knights Radio Network. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. HSK Today. Well, Bill and Carol Foley created the Foley Food and Wine Society to celebrate three of their greatest passions, world-class wines, exceptional cuisine, and outstanding travel destinations. As a member of the society, you will have access to an entire portfolio of properties around the globe. The Foley Food and Wine Society offers an exclusive opportunity to join like-minded individuals who seek to experience the finer things in life. Join for free today by visiting foleyfoodandwinesociety.com. That's foleyfoodandwinesociety.com. Well, we just got off the phone with Caden Korzak. He talked about how excited he is about uh, the potential for a full Orleans arena this season. There's someone else who's excited about that potential, and that is Cole Miltenberger, the ticketing director of the Henderson Silver Knights. Cole, thanks for hopping on. We appreciate it. Thanks, Brian. You didn't tell me I had to follow up Caden, man. That's uh, that's a tough follow. <laughs> well, he was afraid to follow you, so I decided, you know, he gets priority. It's the All absolute right. least I can do. Cole, it's... Yeah, he, uh, he's earned it. 
it, it's great to have you on the program, and I'm sure you're you're the perfect guest for this week because you know opening day is around the corner. We have two preseason games even closer, and and fans are uh, eager to attend because there's more opportunity than at any point last season. Uh, so first is first and foremost, you know, how stoked are you for uh, the potential of uh, a full building for uh, opening day? I mean, I think Caden probably put it best. I mean, it's it's going to help the players. It's going to help the the environment. But I think what makes me most excited and makes the team most excited is just how much fun we had last year at a limited capacity, 25% and 50% capacity, and then filling T-Mobile Arena with nearly 8,000 fans for the championship game. I mean, you can just tell that there's an atmosphere at HSK games that's really special because you have this great blend of families and you still have bachelorette parties, birthday parties, and and everyone was already so engaged in the action and the entertainment. I think like by game two, you had everybody already shouting huzzah in the, in the stands with the town crier. And to be able to imagine that at you know, 8,000, 9,000 people, that's incredible. We're already creating lines for Lucky. I don't know how he's going to get out of, the, out of the building when we have full capacity. Um, and I was fortunate enough to be here, Brian, when we were starting the Golden Knights. It was a blessing. You know, it was probably the best year of my life. And it was just so awesome to see yet again our great hockey community here in the Valley dive headfirst, supporting the Silver Knights during yet another inaugural season. And you know, you, you talk about the fan enthusiasm. There's already a, a Town Crier mm -hmm. T-shirt that, and that's how I know how many fans there were because I saw enough people walking around wearing Harold the Town Crier T-shirts. I'm afraid it's going to go to his head, but that's a risk we're we'll just going to have to take. <laughs> it, it has already gone to his head. No, there's no question there. But it, it was, it was such a cool. Uh, it was cool to roll out the town crier because that's something that's just not being done anywhere. And it's just a small example of what we're going to do as we build up into opening the dollar loan center here in the future is continuously pushing the bar and creating these unique experiences that you can only have at Henderson's overnight game. And we're going to talk more about the DLC as well. But before we get to that, like you said, Cole, there was so much support for the VGK and so much excitement, and there still is. And you know that because VGK tickets are still hard to come by. And that's, I think, why a lot of fans are so excited about the Silver Knights. More hockey in the Valley, more opportunity. Uh, and there are some great ticket options for fans who are looking to get uh, their seats secured for this season. No question, Brian. And, you know, the one thing I hear all the time, because, I, again, like I mentioned, I've been here for five years you know, after year two, I'd have members call me and go, I should have, I should have bought earlier. I shouldn't have waited and, and been stuck on this wait list for two seasons and missed out. You know, when we move into the Dollar Loan Center, we're going to be at full capacity. We already have over 4,000 members here uh, for the Henderson Silver Knights. And that's, that's an exciting prospect because, I mean, nobody likes to be first to a party, right? You don't want to be the first one that walks <laughs> into the house and you're trying to find the punch bowl and you have to have this awkward conversation. We already have the, fourth, the, the party started, and we're excited to, to kind of top it off with the last few hundred seats that we have remaining. And if you've been on the fence at, at all and you, you've been thinking about becoming a member or want to be a season ticket member for a team, we are the perfect team to start with. And then you can guarantee your location over at the Dollar Loan Center. Like I mentioned, when we make this transition, we'll be at full capacity and there will be a wait list. But if you are signing up now with one of these last few hundred seats, you will be guaranteed. A location during that transition. We're with Cole Miltenberger, the director of ticketing for the Henderson Silver Knights. Now, you, you mentioned that the guarantees in the new building, that's significant. But also, you know, when you're a season ticket member, you want your seat. But, you know, there's other things that come with being a season ticket member. It's part of the, you know, the experience, almost the, the family sense you get. There, there's more that comes into being a season ticket member than just the seat you're sitting in. 
Absolutely. And I think on the Henderson Silver and Ice side, you're going to even feel more part of a family. You know, the, when it comes to the players on the ice, these are guys that this is their origin story. I mean, you can speak to this probably better than I can, Brian, but really 99% of the league in the NHL, they're coming from the AHL. I remember here a couple of years ago, the trivia question was, who's the one player on the Golden Knights that didn't have to play in the AHL? And the answer was Paul Staffney. And then once he was traded, there, we were 100% had played in the AHL. So to have the opportunity to say you were there from the start, you watch mm-hmm. these guys develop into the Mark Stones, develop into the Shea Theodores, you're truly the greatest Golden Knights fan by being there from the start and watching them develop. We have an incredible young goalie in Logan Thompson, which I'm sure I don't even have to talk about. I'm sure he's already a fan favorite, but we really feel like that's a guy that can develop into this uh, you know, incredible NHL goalie, and you get to be there from the start. But on top of all of that, you have a dedicated account executive here with the organization that's going to be there at your beck and call. If you have any issues with your with your tickets or you, you want to come out to a game, uh, you bring some family, you want to create a more enhanced experience, you're going to have your contact, your go-to, your concierge, we call it here in Las Vegas. Um, you're going to have Calder Cup playoff priority access. We already saw it last year. Our team, obviously, we didn't have the Calder Cup last year. Um, the season was cut short, but uh, we pushed all the way to the end. We were at the last possible game we could be at, and we think we're going to continue to push. Um, George McPhee and, and his teams have always pushed in the AHL, have always been a winner. And uh, we're really excited to be a part of that umbrella, and you'll have Calder Cup playoff priority access as a member. We have complimentary parking offered at Orleans Arena. It's very easy to get in and out of that of, of that arena. It's a lot of wide-open parking. We have a garage uh, and then two wide-open lots uh, for you guys to pull into. Eligibility to transfer and resell. We know 35 games can be a lot of games, but you're going to have ways to utilize those tickets to gift them, to recoup some of your funds. There's going to be ways and flexible ways to use them. And then finally, we have industry payment plans. Uh, if, if you need a little bit of assistance here to get it all paid off, we're working with our members. We're not here to, to ding you for late fees and, and ding you for, for signing up for a payment. We want you here. That's, that's the biggest piece of this whole thing is, is our members are the lifeblood of the organization. Uh, they, they're the heart and the spirit. We've seen that developed at the Vegas Golden Knights. You know, there's characters out in the arena that everybody can recognize now. We're so excited to be able to develop a very similar base, of close-knit member family uh, with the Henderson Silver Knights as well. We're with Cole Miltenberger, the director of ticketing for the Silver Knights. Something you mentioned that I think is, is really spot on in terms of, you know, it, it, what are fans getting for uh, for their money in terms of what the, the membership provides and then the product in front of their eyes, what, what frankly, uh, you and I have no control over what, what happens on the ice. Um, and, you know, I've always compared what we have in Vegas almost like what they have in Toronto, which is if you're going to talk about hockey markets, not a bad market to compare yourself to, but where they have the Marlies yeah. and the Maple Leafs a mile down the road from one another. And, you know, Kelly McCrimmon's already said this off season. He has no hesitation sending a player to Henderson if that's what he thinks that they need. There's always good talent uh, in Henderson. That's part of the, the VGK plan. So, you know, for, for a hockey fan in Vegas, yes, they go to T-Mobile Arena and watch the big club, but then on an off night, often enough, the, the HSK is playing down the road, and there's five or six players that they're really, really intrigued to see how they're doing. I mean, there's, there's meaningful hockey every single night in the Vegas Valley, and, uh, and as you mentioned, there's opportunity for people to see it up close in person. You nailed it, Brian. Absolutely. I mean, I remember when I first started here, Alex Tuck was sent to the Chicago Wolves. I mean, he's obviously a staple of the Vegas Golden Knights and, and our previous affiliate were the Wolves. And he'd have to fly all the way to Chicago and, and then all the way back. So he probably was sent there to develop less than he would have 
if we would have had the Henderson Silver Knights because it had been a lot easier to get them back and forth. Uh, the, the travel is just uh, a lot easier. Uh, we saw Cody Glass down come down. If you watched the, the Vegas Golden Knights playoffs, you saw guys like Dylan Sakura and, and Patrick Brown. And those, I mean, Patrick Brown was our captain last year. So you really get to see the origin story for these guys. And, you know, they've really got, they're, they're pushing. This is like watching NCAA football in some categories because you know those guys are really trying to prove themselves. And so they're selling out. And it's fast. They're, it's hard hitting. And it matters, especially to those individuals on the ice. And that energy we have in the bowl, like I'm, what Caden was saying, I mean, that's, that assists in that process. It assists in their development. And it helps us win. Talking about that atmosphere, Cole, you know, last year in the playoffs, I got to go to my first VGK game in the postseason was my first time. And you go in there, and it's it's like a, a nightclub, met a dance party, met a prize fight. It's just so much energy and so much going on. And last year at the Orleans Arena in a, a partially populated building, you know, we, we had a great atmosphere and a lot of fun and a lot of energy, and that can only go up with uh, greater fan access. So how would you compare uh, the, the fan experience at the Orleans and the T-Mobile, both what we've seen and what can be? Yeah, I think you might have been a little spoiled having your first game be a playoff VGK game. That's about the ultimate creme de la creme of when it comes to uh, I, I held sports. out for it. <laughs> it makes sense. Just go ahead and start at the top. There's nowhere else to go. It's uh, I guess when we get to the Stanley Cup Finals again, that'll be your, your next step. But, uh, you know, VGK is the ultimate arena experience, like you just mentioned. In this city and, quite frankly, the entire National Hockey League. And we are setting that same expectation uh, for the American Hockey League with the Henderson Silver Knights, with an emphasis, though, on families and creating a more affordable professional hockey experience. We've already talked about just how quality the product is, but we also want to really target the families and, and creating that sort of atmosphere around our arena. And, you know, what's special, again, I, I've already mentioned this, but what's special about the relationship between our members and our fans and the team is that, you know, we, we live next door to these guys. You know, they're going to they're going to shop right next to us. They're going to go to the same Walmart and the same you know Albertsons and the same. Uh, I guess I shouldn't plug all these places, but you know they're going to go to the <laughs> same spot uh, as as uh, as all of us before they live in the you know the multi million dollar mansions. You know, and that's nothing to take away from that. That's obviously what the ultimate goal is. But they are our neighbors. These guys are going to be around us, and we're going to have a lot more access. Uh, they're going to be out in the community. Obviously, uh, you've probably heard our president, Kerry Bubel, say this several times, but community is a contact sport to us, and it means a lot to the players uh, to be able to get out and about and get to uh, engage with our members. And obviously, we've had such a with, – with everything going on in the world, we haven't been able to do that as the Henderson Silver Knights, but we are so excited to move to, this, to our great arena in the great city of Henderson and really dive headfirst into the community. People are camping out inside, in front of the Green Valley Grocer in the uh, the, the hardware <laughs> store as we speak. These guys are going to walk by any second. Uh, Cole, be before we let you go, we're with Cole Miltenberger, the uh, director of ticketing for the Henderson Silver Knights. This whole season, you know, it's about winning. It's about a Calder Cup, but it's also about a a, uh, a bright shining light at the end of the tunnel, which is going to be the Dollar Loan Center on April second when the team moves in. I've already I've compared it basically to like. You know, you get to see your Christmas present in July, but you can't open it until December 25th. It's going to be a lot of <laughs> impatient waiting to get that shiny new toy in April. Uh, having said that, though, that's that's not going to be uh, dormant time. That's going to be time when you and your team are working hard to, to build up what that DLC experience is going to be. What are you most excited about for this uh, this new venue? 
I think first and foremost, just having the venue with the resources to truly create the best live experience the American Hockey League has ever seen, right in the heart of the great city of Henderson, in the Green Valley area, right across from um, the Green Valley Casino. Like it's, it's really the perfect location, and everything we're going to be able to activate around it is going to be special. This will be a venue where players are going to come, and it's not to disparage anywhere else, but players are going to come and go, if I'm going to be in the AHL, this is where I want to play. This, they're going to look forward. They're going to circle the calendar of getting to play in front of our fans in this arena because it's, it's going to have an energy unlike anything else. We're actually losing capacity from the Orleans Arena to Dollar Loan Center to create a more intimate, uh, intimidating experience. And on top of this, I mean, it's not just the Anderson Silver Knights. Obviously, that'll be the, the crown jewel of that arena, but we have some amazing things coming through there. Uh, we just uh, added an IFL team with the Vegas Nighthawks. We've got our head coach, Mike Davis. We're going to build a winner there. Uh, it's an incredible league. It's a lot of fun. I know that the, the Raiders are in town, and that's, that's great. We More football. There, you can never have too much football, and we're going to be bringing an indoor football league team to that, that venue. The Big West College Basketball Tournament is coming to that venue, and that will actually kick off in March. That will be our first event in, in the beginning of March, March 8th. Uh, we'll have the uh, first March Madness tournament at the Dollar Loan Center and much more to be announced very soon. So there's a lot to look forward to. It'll be great hockey. It's going to be a great venue, and it's going to be super competitive, uh, but also everything else around it. It's going to be a venue that's popping all year long, and we're going to continue to activate inside and outside of that venue to make Green Valley really a go-to spot, not just for uh, the the community of Henderson, but people coming from outside and bringing revenues in from outside into from the Summerlin area and the Las Vegas area to the city of Henderson. The DLC is going to be intimate and intimidating. That is my kind of decorating style. I love it. Cole Miltenberger, uh, before we let you go, uh, fans who have heard this discussion want to act on it, what's the best way to reach out? That's, that's a great question. We, we have a couple different ways. You can call us at 702-790-2653. That is my line. I would be happy to talk to you guys about signing up for season tickets right now. Uh, we also have this really cool package. I haven't touched on it, if you don't mind. Uh, we are now doing mini suite packages. We understand the importance of privacy and having your own special area at a game right now where you might not be comfortable being in the bowl. And maybe putting a group of 20 to 30 people together is too much of a daunting task. We can now move suite locations for just up to four people. So if you have a group of four, your family, and you want to have your own private box, we have tickets available starting at just $60. It's an unbelievable – these are incredibly limited. We only have a handful of suites per night. But this is something we wanted to offer our team for the very first time, our group of fans, and see if this is something you guys would like. So uh, please reach out. We'd love to talk to you. You can also reach out at ticketing at hendersonsilvernights.com. Uh, we'll, we'll have a dedicated account executive reach out to you, and we're, we're looking forward to hearing from you. Great opportunities for fans, and all the fun, preseason fun at the very beginning starts on Sunday. Cole Miltenberger, the director of ticketing for the HSK, thanks so much for joining us, bud. Really appreciate it. Hey, thank you, Brian. Just one thing on your part, man. You're doing an awesome job. Obviously, a, a team organization. We're like a body, and you're our voice, and you've given us the personality, so you're doing an awesome job. Really appreciate you. I appreciate that, Cole. And if the numbers go up dramatically from this conversation, I want to see some kickback. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll <laughs> <That's>, talk. <laughs> thank you, Cole. Appreciate it. That's Cole Miltenberger, Director of Ticketing for the HSK. We'll step aside. When we come back, we'll wrap things up on Episode 1 of Season 2 of HSK Today on 1230 The Game, the Silver Knights Radio Network. You all know exactly who I am now.
Say my name. Brian McCormick. Wrapping up our first episode of HSK today for the 21-22 Silver Knights season. Special thank you to Caden Korzak and Cole Miltenberger who joined the program. Uh, and to Jared Justice, who right now is spinning the ones and twos. Jared, thanks for hopping back on. Did you miss me all summer? Yeah! We'll go with yeah! <sighs> Not no, convincing. No, no, it's... Uh, you, you, Hey, I lost my cell phone. I couldn't even. I couldn't talk to <laughs> anyone over the summer. That's right, Fan, fans. I was. Uh, Jared was trying to get a hold of me yesterday before the the game in Tucson to to set things up and, and connect everything, uh, and I got a call from him 30 minutes before puck drop, which is not shame on him. Shame on me because I should have called him an hour before puck drop. Um, and, but he tells me he he lost his phone and all of his numbers and uh, couldn't contact anybody. I've been told that by countless uh, women through the years, and I know it's not true. So fool me once, shame on me. Fool me 46 times, shame on you, Jared. Hey, at least I didn't give you a number with six digits. Five, 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 five. No, that's really happened before. <laughs> well, we're synced up. Luckily, Caden Korzak and Cole Miltenberger gave us their proper phone number. So we're off and running for the new season. Uh, before we turn the page uh, on the on the network and move on to other programming for the day, uh, let's just touch on quickly, as I said we would, some of the HSK players who have had really good showings in, in VGK training camp, of course. Uh, Paul Cotter falls on that list, scored in the uh, preseason opener for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Peyton Krebs having a, a good camp and, and really a, a, a huge uh, step forward in his uh, effort to prove himself worthy of an NHL spot on opening day with a four-point performance against the Colorado Avalanche on Tuesday. Certainly keep an eye on that. Uh, but then Jake LeCision with a goal and assist in that Tuesday game as well. Jonas Rombjörg was strong. They have returned to the HSK, as has Logan Thompson, who got his first NHL preseason win on uh, Tuesday over the Colorado Avalanche. So the HSK get a little bit stronger with the addition of those key players, but certainly players who uh, made a good uh, impression for perhaps more duty later on this season in gold for Pete DeBoer. That's going to do it for our show. Again, thank you to uh, Caden Korzak and Cole Miltenberger. There is NHL hockey on tonight. The Vegas Golden Knights hosting the Arizona Coyotes at T-Mobile Arena, 7 o'clock puck drop. That'll be on uh, Fox Sports Las Vegas with Dan Duva and Gary Lawless. I'm Brian McCormick. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week at 2 p.m. right here on 1230 of the game, the Henderson Silver Knights Radio Network. This has been HSK Today.